Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Creative Imbalance Podcast. Like always, my name is Sean Siriani, and we got a great show for you. Like I mentioned last episode, I am so happy to be back and doing these again. Um, this episode we recorded a few months ago, and it is with the band Dream Nails. Dream Nails, they're from the UK. They are an all-female DIY punk rock, consider themselves witches, and just an all-around awesome band that you need to have on your radar. Um, there's something really special. They just um, released their very first album, Dream Nails, self-titled. And in this episode, you're going to hear the story of the band, the new album, getting co-signed by Tom Morello of Rage Against the Machine, and even just their all-around philosophy of the band and, um, and their live shows. I think it's something so awesome. Um, they uh, provide a very safe space for all women and non-binary people at each and every one of their live shows. Um, when they could do live shows, um, fucking COVID. But uh, hopefully they can be doing that again soon because, um, yeah, just long story short, it's a beautiful thing. And I can keep talking about it, but you're going to hear about it in a minute but before we get into that i want to give the biggest thanks to those of you who have contributed to our brand new patreon page first off shout out to ola mazuka she was the first one to hit the button and um around that she's just been such an amazing support for this show and myself and a good friend and um also many of the guests over the past couple years She's hooked that up behind the scenes from John Orpheus, holy fuck, in one of my favorite episodes, Joel Grind from Toxic Holocaust. Um, Ola, you are a queen, and thank you so much. And if anybody uh, wants some more podcasts to listen to, Ola actually hosts an amazing one called The Fold. Um, you can find that on Spotify, and I believe... Other places as well. I usually just listen to it on Spotify. But yeah, it's very special. And she talks to a bunch of leaders in the community of the city of Toronto. Uh, some are artists, some are activists, um, all over the place. And it's just an amazing listen. And uh, it's one of those shows that always makes me feel good. I always feel inspired listening to that. So once again, thanks to Ola. And another thank you to Jeremy Hopkin. He hit the, the top tier button on the the patreon list and i can't thank you enough um i put that there i wasn't expecting anybody to immediately hop on that i know times are tough the world's in a strange place but uh i really appreciate that and yeah from now on you are considered a co-producer and uh even again you're another person beyond the patreon you've been supporting this for years not only as a listener but as a good friend and thank you so much. And if anybody wants to check out some incredible design work, check out Hopkin Design. Hit him up on Facebook. And yeah, Jeremy produces some really special shit. Beyond being a graphic designer, he's also a historian. And uh, he recolors like old photos from the city. Also does like kind of like a half and half of uh, what uh, Toronto looked like uh, from back in like maybe the thirties to now. And it's, it's just amazing work. And uh, I think more people should be on his radar. He's a hidden gem of talent. So yeah, if you, uh, if you want to check that out or if you need to uh, design work, hit up Hopkin design. All right. And once again, thank you, Ola. Thank you, Jeremy. 
everything from the Patreon goes directly back into the show. So basically, I'm going to tell you what you guys covered. You guys have covered my monthly audio hosting feed that spreads it out to Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all that jazz. All this time, I've been just independently funding everything. And uh, yeah, I want to thank you guys for covering that. Um, there's no curtain here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just a guy with a microphone, and uh, I'm very thankful for all that. And even beyond the web hosting, I think there's an extra couple bucks for me to even get a coffee. So you guys fucking rock. And yeah, one more sponsor before we get into the show. Um, if you're a vegan, plug your ears for the next minute. Because <laughs> this show is also sponsored by the Meat Shop in Niagara Falls, Ontario. The Meat Shop is the greatest butcher shop in all of Southern Ontario. And I'm not just saying that because I go there, I enjoy the food there. But if you checked on Google Review, there's 65 reviews and almost all of them are all five star. This is a family ran business. Um, Staff is incredible. And if you're looking to get a few more barbecues in before the weather gets cold, hit up the meat shop if you are in the Southern Ontario area. Even if you don't live in Niagara Falls, it's worth the trip. Um, great prices, great quality, and I recommend um, with whatever you get, you grab a bag of pepperettes. Oh my God, I am addicted. I can't have them around. I'll eat the whole bag, and then just the smell of garlic is going through my pores for three weeks. Oh, they're amazing. I wish I had some right now, and I can do an old school uh Macho Man Randy Savage style Slim Jim commercial with these pepperettes from the meat shop. That really dates myself. Oh, yeah. But anyways, the meat shop is located at 4725 Dorchester Road, Niagara Falls, Canada. And if you go stop in there, tell Fred I sent you. All right. But that's all I got to say. I'm really excited to share this conversation with Dream Nails with you. If this is your first time you ever heard of them i'm excited to share this band with you this is something special but without further ado here's your new favorite punk rock witches mimi and lucy of dream nails coming at you right now you guys um maybe for somebody who's never heard of dream nails how would you describe yourself as a band well (laughs) i like how you were in sync (laughs) yeah well i guess the party the party line is um we're punk witches we're your favorite punk witches um however you want to interpret that. But I mean, I to throw a few other random words in there, memes maybe you want to do as well, I would chuck in the word fries. I would chuck in the word jokes. 
<laughs> How else would you describe our sound? We're um, DIY punk, and but we're also polished. <laughs> we're fun. We're um, yeah. We're we're really fun. Yeah, yeah. And um, I remember actually when I first met you, Mimi, uh, uh, through Small Talk, you told me you were in a band. And I'm like, oh, send me some of your stuff. And uh, you sent me a track. And I think I actually texted you back, um, this is fun. Because <laughs> it was just kind of like <laughs> aggressive and just obnoxious. But um, one thing at first, um, I uh, I kind of just like heard it from what's on the surface. Like I kind of had it in the background in my house and uh, just kind of grooving more to the beat. But um, a lot of like your lyrical content is like a lot deeper than that. It seems like um, you guys kind of have, um, I guess, like this conscious movement going on of like creating like a safe space for women and and like the lgbtq uh, yeah. uh, tongue-tied <laughs> the community and, and all that and, yeah and, absolutely well like as much as we're we're super fun and super jokes like i think it's true for all of us that our music is is a vehicle for our politics and that we take very seriously we're a queer band we we're intersectional intersectional feminists um and a lot of our songs are fun and silly, but a lot of them are very politically meaningful. And I think you can take all of our songs and all of our music at, at face value and just have a great time and, and bob around. Um, but we definitely take our, our politics and the message of the music very seriously as well. Yeah, for sure. It kind of gives me like a bit of like a feeling of like the band system of a down where it's oh like my God, yeah. oh Mimi do you want to say something on that babe <laughs> I really love System of a Down I was actually just like praising them to someone who did not care like a few days ago just talking about them. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 were, song. what were they saying like <laughs> they were just like oh yeah yeah they're good and I was like no you don't understand but prison song Listen to prisons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very relevant, actually. Like a lot of those those tracks that uh, they made in like the early two thousands, like what's happening with the world right now, and like I guess I don't want to go too political into this and kind of keep the focus on you guys, but <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, like one day we hope to have a, a tribute act called Sisters of a Down. Obviously, no sisters, sisters will be spelled with a with a Y, S Y. And Mimi, please share what you have recently done, which oh, Sean, you yeah. must have seen on our on our Instagram because it's legendary. Um, yeah, I recently did like a piano cover of Chop Suey, so it's on our Instagram. <laughs> oh no way! I, I must have missed that. I follow you guys, but sometimes, like lately, just like this week, I haven't really been on like social media. It's been kind of draining me a bit. So of course, uh, no worries. Also, you have it to look forward to. So yeah, yeah. I'm happy for you. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the tip on that one. And um, Mimi, I do know you are from Canada. Yeah. How did you connect with these witches in the UK? <laughs> these witches, they were calling me from across the sea. They um, summoned you? <laughs> summoned you. That was, cool to get that. It was pure, pure Macbeth style. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, I was the last one to join the band almost three years ago, I think. Um, but Lucy and I used to play in band together. And we actually like met off Gumtree 
So Gumtree is like the Craigslist of the UK. I guess you don't have Gumtree. No, I, I never heard of that before. Yeah, it's like Craigslist. But basically I just put an ad being like, because I was in my first year of uni, university here. And um, yeah, I just put an ad out about starting a band. And then Lucy responded. <laughs> like, I have a band. <laughs> and then we, well, yeah, she, literally. it was like, we, but this was before Dream Nails. So Lucy and I had a band that was um, our own and we played one show and it was in Lucy's kitchen. Cool. And then we kind of disbanded. And then um, a few years later, Lucy was in Dream Nails and then asked me, they needed a bass player. Ah, that's that's really cool. It was so sweet. Also, Mimi was the first person I ever played the drums in front of because she put this advert out on Gumtree and I literally responded coincidentally an hour like after you'd posted it memes. And we we found we recently found the messages oh, from yeah. this exchange and they're just so sweet and earnest. But yeah, I'd never ever I'd, I'd just been like teaching myself drums for a few months and I was very shy about it. So yeah, Mimi was the first person I've ever played music with. And hopefully you'll be the last. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's an adorable story too. It's interesting to say or hear that uh, you you were shy with it too, because uh, I don't know, the style of Dream Nails just seems kind of like so like in your face. And it's, do you still feel like oh, a little, little shy about your craft and maybe like when it's time to play, like you just kind of... Yeah, I mean, actually, yeah, especially me, because I feel so, I'm so on track, like I'm self-taught, I haven't been drumming for, well, now it's been about six years, but um, I don't have as much technical ability as I feel I should, like, I don't feel I have the chops, Um, and also, like, especially gig spaces and rehearsal spaces, they're pretty, like, male environments, Um, and I always yeah just felt a bit a bit shy and a bit unsure but like that's why I always wanted to play with other women because I just I just wanted that like sisterhood on stage and so even though sometimes I you know things happen to us in soundcheck or whatever which make makes us feel a bit shitty and a bit shy but then as soon as we start playing it's like this is our fucking room like yeah, yeah. if you don't like it you can get the fuck out <laughs> yeah and, and at the end of the day it's punk rock too like you're exactly. allowed to be like people kind of want that like gritty from it too it's like you fuck up who cares just like keep hitting it exactly like are you gonna come and get the drumsticks out of my hands like i'm making the loudest noise in the room like you gotta <laughs> listen to me now <laughs> so, yeah that's uh, kind of my attitude <laughs> yeah and like on the show like i've talked to like so many like different artists from musicians to comedians to actors pro wrestlers whatever and there's an interesting pattern where there's a lot of like the ones i notice who are like maybe in their stage perf- or persona like really aggressive and like abrasive in a way when you talk to them like when they're just their normal selves they 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 talk to me about like having a bit of like social anxiety and like just the other side of the coin too so it's like i don't know that's always interests me almost like um do you guys uh both like because even like i I've uh, crossed paths with you, Mimi, a couple times, and you're, you're kind of chill, like super, super, super chill. And then you listen to this music, and it just like punches you, you know? So, punches um, you, and Mimi will literally kick you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's sick. But um, 
do you guys just like uh, find like this is just like such a uh, outlet for like those type of emotions to you? Yeah, I think definitely because there's so many things that we write about that kind of comes from like our own experience and frustrations. Um, and there's no other way to like get it out there or to try and change it. It's kind of like we are like taking these issues that we really care about, writing about it. And then like, I don't know, like doing fundraisers for something for anything or like putting it in an our zine or something like, and other people come up to us and they're, they're, like really into it and they're thankful like after the show they're like I'm so happy you said that on stage and then you get this kind of like sense of like a collective or like a community of like women who are kind of experiencing or anyone who are experiencing the same kind of things as you like not feeling safe at a show like I don't know anything yeah and yeah it's such a good outlet for that because I don't know what I'd do with all of my anger and my, my emotions right. without the band. How would you be like, oh, I'm so tired of like uh, women, like queer women getting beaten up like on public transport. What else could you, like we just were like, write a song, let's just get it out there. And that's it. Like, what else would we do on our own? <laughs> like, how yeah. else would we express ourselves? <laughs> what do we do right outside time? <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's dope. And, um, like, um, what's the process of uh, when you ladies get together and you create a song? Is there, like, somebody just usually have an idea? Or does it start with, like, the riff? Or is it different every time? Mm, it's kind of different every time I mean a lot of our songs are experienced either by things that have personally happened to us like text me back no no prizes for guessing the <laughs> the, the source of that song <laughs> um but also like our our recent single kiss my fist which is like what Mimi touched upon which was about um two gay women who were beaten up on a bus because a group of guys asked them to kiss and they refused oh, wow. um so it's kind of like it's things that are happening around us, particular frustrations. Sometimes, yeah, it's the things that are born out of like drum beats or guitar riffs or like melody or, or like lyrics. But normally it's like, I would say so, wouldn't you, Memes? It's more like mm. events and, and experiences. Um, and then someone has the spark and then we all spin it together. Yeah, usually the idea, I think someone's like, let's write a song about being... Or, like that's what we did in in Norway we were just like on tour and we we're like talking about Julian Michaels who's a fitness instructor like a queer cult fitness instructor and we we're like let's write a song about Julian Michaels and then everything comes together I think it's usually like the idea first and then we all just kind of like work on the music what's your what's the song called uh, about her um actually have an ex who me and her aren't we're, we're on good terms right now but she was obsessed with julia michaels like had all the dvd oh my god that's I, quite I, I triggering wanna, for I you send it to her. <laughs> well it's gonna be out next. oh okay so it's not out yet then. well we've got a video we just made a video oh, yeah, cool. it's called jillian um lucy what's the actual date in july uh, it's next. Uh, it's next Thursday, the second. I think it's the second, either the second or the third. Yeah. Um, yeah. It'll be out, and we're dropping the video. Uh, we made the video in quarantine. It's uh, 
uh, home workout themed and it's just really fun and really jokes and you should send it to your ex-girlfriend <laughs> yeah yeah no that's that's awesome yeah also like uh i, I went on your ga- or band camp and i noticed um you you guys been releasing a lot of content throughout 2020 like uh, you got three songs this one's on the way is this all leading to maybe an album yes well we had to postpone the album release it was supposed to be in april um and we had a whole tour booked and stuff, but obviously we've had to postpone it. So our album is out um, the first week of September, right, Lucy? Yeah, uh, no, yeah. it should be the 28th of August, actually. 28th of August. So yeah, we are releasing an album. Um, but it's been pretty exciting because we initially started the album campaign in the UK with our UK label, Alcapop. And then we've signed to Dine Alone in Canada. So we've had to kind of, like, we're releasing more singles and stuff coming up to the album release. So that's why we've got, we've got Jillian coming out with a video and hopefully more videos will come for the album. Yeah, and that's awesome. Uh, big congratulations on the double label deal going on. Thank I know that, that that makes me happy too, so I can get it over here. I know. <laughs> you hopefully be able to go into your local record record shop and buy it. It's so surreal. It's fucking yeah. surreal, man. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to like when it comes out. I'll have to hunt it down and take a picture for you guys. Oh God, that I will literally like swell with joy and pride. That would be so nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's got to be an exciting uh, feeling, like, uh, just to have something, like a physical copy of your workout on the shelf. Absolutely. I was a bit, when we got our test copy, I was a bit tearful when I, like, displayed it in my room. I was just so happy. It's just, like, it's also just come from so much. It's our baby, and it's, like, we fucking have grafted for that, like... You know, it's just it's just so frustrating when like bands apparently like appear overnight, like completely fully formed with like a completely fully formed album, and and it just like there's a whole narrative around them, like they've just been discovered, like this like discovery narrative. But like, no, we worked so hard for this album. Like, we were playing shows and flogging merch shamefully all over the UK and Europe <laughs> for like three years, like raising those pounds and we paid for this all ourselves and we've done it all ourselves so it's going to be an amazing combination of our work it's it's very cool hey guys just taking a pause for the cause to let you know the new dream nails album self-titled dream nails is actually out as of last week this is an older interview we recorded a little while back not too long ago But yeah, really exciting times. This album has 15 killer tracks, and this is their brand new video titled This Is The Summer. It's available on all streaming platforms and even on vinyl. So if you have the means, buy a hard copy or go to their band camp and and purchase it if you can and keep supporting people who project the energy of excellence. And yeah, before we get back into this interview, we're gonna just let this play for a few seconds. Yeah, well deserved and congrats oh, again. 
Thank you. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love I love hearing that stuff like that, especially like uh, I don't know. There's um there's a lot of grind to any type of creative work, and like a lot of people just kind of see the final project or product. Yeah. And some people, like I noticed too, they think like maybe you're like the chosen one or just kind of just got grabbed and like, okay, here's the album or here's your, your stand-up comedy spot. But exactly. people don't see the under layers of just the grinding and like, I'm sure even like, as you explained it to me, you were even downplaying like all these shows and like tiny venues and just keep building and building and building until yeah. built your, uh, your brand and your audience and, Yes. Exactly. And like and I mean we never really have bad shows, but like I imagine especially with comedy, also like you're on your own. Like at least we have each other. Like, I don't know, I'm always grateful for that. But it's so true, no one wants to see the hard work because it's kinda ugly and like just no one wants to see it. But it's fucking there <laughs> and it's just <laughs> yeah. celebrated. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I wanna say too with um these new singles, I love the the artwork on them. And uh you can tell it's like the same person is like kind of making them like who uh who does your art um it's this woman called Jeannie Jeannie Espinosa and uh she's in Barcelona um yeah we found her on Instagram I think or no um yeah on Instagram yeah, we, I think we so, yeah. Her, and then we just yeah we just suggested we asked her if she'd be interested and she was just all for it and like ever since then yeah, she's been so amazing to work with. Her art is so cool. And it, I feel like it really fits with our music as well. And our brand, she just kind of gets us. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. And um, another thing I wanted to talk to you about is uh, your live show. I think uh, it might have been like a year ago I saw an article pop up of your band um, almost talking about like how you have – you kind of like make a point to have like the guys in the back and ladies and like non-binary people in the front, which I think is really cool. And obviously it's like connecting with kind of your band's vision and everything. And um, I just uh, want to know like how you kind of like came up with that, um, that concept for your live show. And if there's anybody who's ever like at your live show who doesn't, get it maybe like a male or just like like no i was i'm, I'm in the front row like <laughs> you can't move me type of thing or yeah. oh man big time <laughs> well we came well we didn't actually come up with that so obviously we owe a lot to riot girl in the early mid 90s bands like bikini kill um babes in toyland and all, all that lot so they i believe originated the girls to the front chant um and obviously we've extended that to women and, and non-binary people. But the philosophy behind it, I guess, is just that like all spaces, pretty much all public spaces are male dominated. And it, it's so, so important for us to be able to offer our fans somewhere where they just feel like they can like let loose and have the joy and the rage that we're experiencing and feel completely safe um, and completely open to do that. But yeah, we are quite frequently, it might not shock you to hear that there are sometimes men who literally just cannot believe that for once in their lives at a feminist punk show, <laughs> <laughs> which normally they have chosen to come to, they not, they've paid good money for. But oh my God, memes, what are some like legendary ones 
Oh, there was one that was, well, there, there's two stories that come to mind. Um, one that was quite scary when we played in Brighton. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, this a man wouldn't move in it. We just took off our instruments because we were just like, okay, well, we're not going to play until this is sorted out. And it got to the point where the security guard had to come and be like, dude, just move. And he, they just started fighting. And it was like very violent. And the stage isn't that high. And I was like immediately, oh my God, we're like targets for this man's violence. Like, wow. They had to pull him out. It was so scary. But uh, like most of the time, like that's kind of like a, one of the most more severe like examples. But one of my favorite times was when we played in Bristol. Do you remember this, Lucy? When it, the, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't move, and then all of a sudden, like all the women at the front were like, "Get up!" And it was like you could just see him being like taken out. Of, you could watch him all the way to the doorway, kind of like be pushed out. It was like. What did we describe it as, like a human, like an immune system? Like, yeah, a- it was an immune system. It was like watching from the stage. It was watching a like embodiment of a human immune system, like get rid of a germ. It was <laughs> did you find like the energy of the room changed once that person was out too? It's like, oh, this, this oh place yeah, isn't thick anymore. Yeah, and also it's just like because you can see like when that happens, especially in a situation like that. You can see, like, because all of a sudden, like, the people at the front are so, are so empowered that they can and will kick this person out. And then more people, like, do it together. And it's literally just like a joint effort. And then when they've gone, it's like, way! <laughs> it's like, That's so cool. It was so, that was a particularly cool one, yeah. Even, I, I love that immune system analogy, too, even, like... Uh, that was Janie that came up with you, that. That, so that can work in other environments, too, when you're just, like having a good time at a party and some toxic person comes in and starts just fucking shit up and (laughs) (laughs) gotta get those bad cells out of there. (laughs) Literally, literally. (laughs) That's amazing. And it's, um, I I think it's cool that you guys like really like do this with your audience. And because, um, I go to a lot of like different metal shows and, um, some of my female friends, they've told me like, um, they don't feel safe. Like, they're near the front everybody's like smashing each other and like some mm. have been groped before too and um i think like it's a beautiful thing what you guys do and just uh um whether it's just for your set of that night or whatever it just like them to have like that hour block or 40 minutes or however long your set is just to have like this is my time i don't have to worry about other bullshit i can just enjoy the music and everything exactly yeah yeah, yeah. It, it, it's such a cool thing because I never in my life saw women at the front of a show like that until I played in Dream Nails and obviously I've been going to gigs myself my whole life and trying to like being at the front and getting groped and getting hurt and all that but that's the first time I ever saw that and the only time I've ever seen that and I was I was just like what is this what is this beautiful image? Of, what is what? Is, what am I seeing? It's like women at the front in their own. Place. I've never seen that before in my life. <laughs> no, that, that's great too. And uh, yeah, if I ever see you live, if I'm in the UK too, I'll know to stand in the back now and just like 
hang yeah. up by the door. I don't you want no so confrontation. Sean. You are so welcome, <laughs> but like, I know you will. But also the people, and this is like when we get reports from the back, like dispatches from the back, it's like the men, like 90 nine percent of men fucking love being at the back they love like taking this moment to like be good allies and like give the space and just rock out from the back and they just like are having a great time themselves and it's it's lovely and you yeah, they make friends too. Huh, Mimi, what did you say they make friends but at the back too <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, their their girlfriends are like all at the front and just like, hey, what's yeah. up, man? <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, it's so sweet. Yeah, that's awesome. And even like it sounds like this is so unique uh, to me to hear that you guys do this. It kind of sounds like I don't know, just like uh, the seeds of maybe like a revolution, and maybe some other bands can start doing this and making like safer places too. Oh yeah, and. Um, yeah, speaking of, like, people who, like, push for change, too, I also, like, a long time ago, I saw a post uh, where Tom Morello was, like, kind of bigging you guys up, and he's always been one to just kind of push for, um, I don't know, just positive movements and, like, kind of going against the grain of what everybody else is doing. And, uh, yeah, I want to know about, like, your reactions to that and all that, like, that he's been, like, kind of like a fan of you guys yeah oh my god it's actually so surreal i've been just like watching mtv recently and like keep seeing them pop up on like old like their old videos and bits of their live sets and it's just like it's striking me now is that she's the most surreal thing that he knows and who we are and like loves us and champions us and actually released um our first single off the album corporate realness on his label firebrand um but yeah, Memes, do you want to say a bit more about that? I think you've had quite a lot of time with him. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, we, we've hung out with him a few times, like when he's been in London and stuff. And it's great to chat him because he just wants to know, he wants to pick our brains on like feminism and like intersectional feminism. And he's he's got so many questions about that. So it's it's really cool that, someone like Tom Morello is still, even though he's like, I feel like he's been like really radical. He, he still wants to learn and still wants to like ask us questions, even though we're just like us compared to, to him. It's like, he's like a guitar God and we're like, we're little minnows in this, in this giant ocean in the music industry. And he's asking us questions. It's so cool. Yeah, that, that is cool, too. It kind of, like, shows, too, like, on his side, like, Rage Against the Machine wasn't just a gimmick. Like, he's really this forward-moving yeah. mind. And, oh, uh, absolutely. And, like, his, I mean, he comes from, like, I think like his whole family is super politically engaged. Um, like he supports so many different like causes and individuals and bands. Like he is legit the real deal. Like there is nothing for show about his politics. Mm -hmm. Um He's just he's just a cool kind of kind of dorky guy, actually. <laughs> yeah. You find like most guitar players are like that too. Um even like um from doing like journalism from like the last ten years, I've interviewed like some of my favorite like guys in metal bands and on these albums they're like so scary and dark and then when you meet them they're just like kind of like these little like shy techies and stuff like that. <laughs> and actually Tom told us such a sweet little story. You know how like when he uh, 
um, on his guitar, he always has his strings like uncut at the ends. I don't know what the like what that's actually called, but you know they're like long and spindly at the end, like he doesn't yeah, cut yeah. them. But the reason he does that is because when he started playing in like his school band, the band leader, um, who was like a really cool dude. Uh, didn't like he was like always very militant about the strings being cut so it was just like his personal revenge as soon as he was 18 and left school he just stopped cutting the strings and I just think that's so sweet and dorky <laughs> that's, a, that's amazing actually because like I've always noticed that like when he's playing yeah. live it's just like there's dang and it I was, used to play a bit of guitar too, and it would give me OCD a bit and I'm like Tom cut your shit <laughs> but I like why he's doing it it's like yeah. no fuck that guy don't, yeah, don't it was like it was like me. his name was Jeff. No, literally, and when he said that, he was like, "Yeah, this guy called Jeff." And I was like, started singing to him, like, "Fuck you, Jeff! I won't do what you tell me." <laughs> like, was that the inspo, Tom? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That song's just about like one guy. <laughs> yeah, it's about it's about Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's 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 a funny tidbit. Yeah, I didn't know the reason why he had those strings like that, but no, that's cool. And yeah, I think. It's it's a beautiful thing that uh, that you guys uh, get to hang with him, and he's on your, or you guys are on his radar as well too, because obviously he sees like um, I guess beginning stages of probably what Rage was, and you guys, like, you guys are doing something really different and just kind of pushing for human rights and everything. And yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing in my opinion. Oh, thanks. It is. Yeah. Um, another thing I, I stumbled across on your YouTube channel, I loved um, the the quarantine videos you guys were making. And actually, Lucy, I think you should start like a like a cooking show. I kind of enjoyed your cadence. Like it was a little aggressive and sassy. And like, yeah. <laughs> I think that's my general vibe. Like really gentle and maternal, but also like quite sassy. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was like this fun, like little switch up. It's like, oh, she's baking these nice cook, uh, these puddings, and then all of a sudden you just like, oh, I forget some of the quotes, but you, you have these little snippy lines here and there, and I was I was dying. Oh, that's so jokes. Yeah, thanks. I mean, that feels so long ago. I mean, I think we all lost our minds a bit at the beginning of quarantine, didn't we? Yeah, definitely. What I was mean, your first one, Memes? Your first... Mine? You did the eco brick, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, shit, that was so cool. But I have an update on my eco bricks. So I've actually started, like, I bought these, like, cotton mesh grocery bags, and I've started just leaving the plastic at the store because the idea is that if, if everyone do this does this they'll be overwhelmed by the plastic and then they'll be like wait how should we package our fruit and veg like you guys don't have that problem there because in canada they don't really put vegetables and stuff in the unrecyclable plastic but here it's like literally everything is in plastic so i've just been leaving at the store i've abandoned the eco bricks i'm just leaving it at the store like i have like my spinach and i'm just like decanting it into like a cotton bag and then I just like, you absolute joker what like after you go to after you've paid for it yeah after I paid for it I just do it at the after the till yeah you you seem very just like environmentally friendly and I, I respect that and um 
How would you explain an eco brick for somebody who's never seen one before? Because I, I never heard of it until I watched this video. And it kind of, even that day after I watched it, I started like, um, I wasn't shredding like the plastic bags, but I was like kind of stuffing them in like little bottles and stuff. I'm like, oh, this oh. makes more sense to just like package. And even like my recycling's a little more organized now, just kind of doing that. And Oh, that's nice. Oh, that makes me happy. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, yeah, an eco brick, because they can use them for, um, I don't know what it's like in Canada if there's, if there's places to drop them off, but yeah, you can use them for building walls and structures and stuff, but it's basically just a plastic bottle and you've you got to shred this plastic that's unrecyclable, which is usually that like thin kind of plastic stuff it in there as much as you can and then yeah you can you can use them as actual bricks but it, it's it's really like crazy once you start looking at all your groceries and seeing like what's recyclable and what isn't because like what isn't recyclable it's literally like where does it go it's plastic it's not gonna it's not gonna like go in the compost when it goes in the trash it's just there to be in a landfill, or it's never going to go away. Like you can't actually dispose of unrecyclable plastic. If you search on the internet, there's nothing you can't do. You can't do it. So that's the only thing you can do is make it an eco brick. Just stuff it into brick so it doesn't like go into the ocean or something. Yeah, it just kind of like compacts so, all the space, and yeah, you're not worried about like a turtle choking on it. Or yeah, anything. exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's really cool, and it's like very conscious of you and. Yeah, thanks for teaching me that as well. <laughs> no worries. But sometimes, like, um, myself, and I know a lot of people, too, like, you just don't think of these things. Like, you just kind of just throw it in the recycle bin or whatever, and you're like, okay, it's not my problem anymore, you know? It's, yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, you don't think of how it breaks down or whatever, but that's that's cool to know. And uh, Mimi, I also noticed you did one with on peanut butter cookies and <laughs> said um, the craft peanut butter from Canada is the best peanut butter. And I didn't know that was only a Canadian thing, that, uh, that style of peanut butter. And I wanted to ask you, is there anything from the UK that I'm missing out on that's like way better than over here? Oh my God. Um, wow, this is a cool question. Yeah, just so random. <laughs> Lucy spends a lot of time in the States, so maybe Lucy, you know, you can think of what's not there that's here as well. But, oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I think everything's better in England. <laughs> yeah. There's um, Proud. <laughs> something really boring. It's just like this German brand called Schar or S-C-H-A-R and it's gluten-free stuff. Oh my God, it's so good. But if you're not gluten-free, you won't give a fuck. So... <laughs> maybe one day you know i'm getting more conscious with the eco bricks this might be my next step you know like <laughs> yeah they yeah. need three nails <laughs> no, this has been like a really like fun conversation and uh, yeah I, I also want to let people know to like to check out uh, your band camp um you got uh three New songs from 2020 on here. Text me back, payback, kiss my fist. And actually, it's this is kind of awesome. I usually do interviews in person. And I'll, like, to not be rude, I'll, like, um, just, like, 
study so much on the band and like all their different websites and stuff. But now that I'm like at my home space, I got little cheat notes all over my computer, little sticky notes. So I don't know if I can go back to the studio again. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, dreamnails.bandcamp. Check that out. And also their YouTube, Dreamnails. And uh, yeah, um, so it seems like at least from what I hear on the news, that COVID's kind of uh, uh, dying down. Who knows if we're going to get a second wave. But um, do you guys have any plans for the band, like, post-COVID? Um, or, like, looking into, like, doing any shows or anything? Lucy? Yeah, well, well we're going <laughs> to... We're going to, hopefully, around the time of our album release, we're going to be live streaming some gigs. And we've also, we're concocting um, something called a gig in a box. So we're going to, we're doing like ticketed Zoom concerts pretty much. And we're going to send to the people that buy tickets a gig experience in a box. So it's going to include like a wristband, a cloakroom ticket. Um, We're actually replicating the sticky floor of your favorite and most disgusting DIY venue <laughs> like consulted a surface designer to like replicate the surface of the floor we're going to be sending LucasAid which is I don't know if you have LucasAid in Canada do you have LucasAid in Canada means no, no I don't know what it's that is just, it's like Gatorade it's kind of like Gatorade I think do you have but Gatorade in Canada <laughs> huh it's like an energy drink version Gatorade. like a soft energy sports drink so we're gonna have like lucas aid we're gonna have maybe some beer like we're gonna recreate the whole gig experience in a box so that's that our main that's cool. our main post-covid plan until we can be playing live again which will happen next year or we will go insane <laughs> that's such a great idea too I, I don't hear anybody doing that it's just like i don't know trying to i, I guess it's one step further into like making the gig a, re- a reality again like uh, and being yeah. in being these uh, sticky venues and everything <laughs> exactly <laughs> Yeah. So, so you guys must be dying to get out there and just play again. I can imagine. Oh, God. yeah, absolutely sure. dying. Yeah. It's weird. I don't feel like I know who I am anymore because it's <laughs> so like integral to my life. <laughs> uh, I, I relate to that in so many different ways too. It's like, like I told you, like I haven't been doing these podcast episodes when a before I was doing two a week. And the funny thing is when COVID happened, everybody started their own podcast. And I'm like the guy who consistently do it. And I just stopped doing podcasts or whatever. But um, yeah, there's so funny. some rebuilding going on with like the website. And like, I've still been working on it too. But I do miss the the social aspect of it and i'm realizing even like um being able to have this type of conversation with you two like how important um doing these episodes are like kind of like a part of my life it kind of like fuels me these type of conversations and like i don't know it's 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 a weird feeling of just like this is what i'm supposed to be doing and when I wasn't doing it, it seemed like something was off a bit. And I'm sure maybe that's like what you were saying, Mimi, like, I don't know who I am anymore. Moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's true. It's true. And they were doing, um, they were doing like studies here about how likely people are going to go back to gigs 
and it was like 20% of people said they would go to gigs in by like October or something. So yeah, it's kind of scary. They're projecting like so many millions of pounds losses in the music industry and venues closing. Uh, it's just a bit of a scary time. So we're just, yeah, we're just going to try and go on tour next March when it's rescheduled, but it's kind of a scary time. Don't know what's mm. going to happen with all the venues. Yeah, definitely. And it's, yeah, for from the musicians to the crew to like people working behind the bar, like any the entertainment industry has been screwed for months and like who knows when mm-hmm. people are going to feel safe or we're going to be allowed to reopen all these places too. Mm-hmm. So like I want to say too, like people like at home too, like um, if you got an extra couple bucks or whatever, go and support one of your favorite artists who are maybe more low-key than like a Beyonce or something like I heard this from somebody like Beyonce doesn't need your money like go give it to yeah. anybody or like even check out big plug yeah three nails dot band camp and uh check out like, some of their singles or like, definitely or your favorite or a little venue I think the venues more than anything like that your favorite small local venue like give give them some love give them a couple of quid yeah and we're gonna have our pre-order bundles up soon for our albums so hopefully oh yeah you can definitely whoever's listening listening will will in time will be there the pre-order bundles will be there in time yeah cool cool and yeah keep me in the loop when all that stuff is happening too from the show to the pre-orders and stuff and i'll uh I'll share them in my little circles on the interwebs and all that. That's cool. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, again, I want to thank you for taking the time, shooting the shit with me. Um, I feel feel like I needed this good conversation about just art and music. I've been too much, like, in my own, like, apartment basement here, just in my own head. It's it's nice to, like, not be a hermit and start uh, communicating with real people. So... (laughs) This is my first step of being a, a real person again. Oh, nice. Well, welcome back. In a way, yeah, thank me you. too. <laughs> oh, thanks, Sean. Awesome. Thanks so, so much, Sean. Thanks again to Lucy and Mimi of Dream Nails. It was a pleasure talking to you, ladies. Um, and to let you guys know that this was an older episode we recorded. And the album is actually out right now. You can get that on all streaming platforms. And if you have the means, you can buy it on Bandcamp and even on vinyl. Oh, my God. Yeah. But anyways, these ladies are killing it. And uh, we're going to end it with a song. Here's a new one from them. It's called Vagina Police 2.0. That was fun to say. Have a good one. See you next week. (laughs) 